we are recording. We're live. Guess who's back? Back again after two and a half years. Two and a half. We decided we're gonna we're we're gonna do some more podcasting because we missed hanging out and talking about movies. But and, if, and other things. Yeah. <laughs> Mostly other things. <laughs> yeah. But uh, you know, if you've missed us, all three of you that listened beforehand, mm-hmm. uh, I'm Andy, and uh, I'm here with Sammy. Hello. And Raymond. Hello. And sadly, we're missing TJ. We always seem to be missing TJ towards the end there. <laughs> I mean, throughout. But, throughout, we were, there but, was definitely times where... But now we, <laughs> we really are dearly missing TJ because he uh, moved to the other side of the country. He's down in New Mexico. Is that and the other side of the country? I guess it's, it's another portion of uh, the country. The bottom of the country. So yeah. we're at the top. Now he's at the bottom. Right? New Mexico's at the Started bottom. Started at the top. Now he's at the bottom. Now he's at the bottom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But not really though, because he's a he's he's, he's, a, he's he's doing great. He's doing good things. <laughs> yeah, he's off he's off to big and, and great things. But uh, working on a TV show, we can't say what it is. I, you put it on Facebook. I mean, we're we, not going to say it. We probably can say what it is. <laughs> no, but, but we won't. All right. <laughs> okay. Um. So when I pulled up my computer and looked at the software that we record into. Uh, the last movie that pulled up was we were we did a review of Kingsman: The Golden Circle. I think that's the oh, last yeah. one we put out. And uh, so that, and that came out two two years that, ago. Kingsman: Golden Circle came out in twenty seventeen. Yeah, jeez. So I don't remember doing a review of that. Was I there for that? Yeah. Oh. So uh, first things first, what did you think of Kingsman: The Golden Circle? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we did it. We already did an episode on it. Or yeah. We were, but I don't remember what you thought. Oh, I don't remember what I thought. I, I remember. Yeah. I, uh, I, I remember the, not liking it as much as the first one. Yeah, I liked the first one more. Yeah. El- Elton John was the best part of that movie. Yeah. I, uh, bias, I've met Taron Egerton <laughs> since then. So, oh, that's right. Uh, I have to say that it's the, you know, one of the greatest cinematic achievements that's ever been put to film. <laughs> How do you feel about that movie? Oh, yeah. I, did, I saw that one. Uh-huh. Yeah? How was that? I honestly didn't. Hated it's, as much it's as no Rocket Man. It's no Rocket Man. But did you guys see Rocket much. Man? No. no. I loved Rocket Man. I really, really liked that movie. Not all of us get to see like three movies a week. Yeah, <laughs> Mr. A-List. Hey, it's a great value for your money. Oh, no. <laughs> We're not sponsored. $20 a week? <laughs> Save it for when Up to three movies? <laughs> not sponsored. AMC A-List. Sign up today. It is probably the best investment. I've seen more movies now for $20 a month. Usually we go to one movie in the Dolby, mm-hmm. and if I we go to at least one a month, it's paid for the ticket. So right, if you go to the Dolby, that if you're going to the Dolby, pays for the whole month. Exactly. So I like it. It works for me, but we also have a nice AMC. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of places. The problem is that their AMCs are not the nice theaters. Right. And so uh, yeah, that I see a lot of movies in theaters as they come out. We'll we'll be talking about a couple here in a couple minutes, mm-hmm. but. Probably from week to week. Uh, if you guys come with me, we can talk about a movie that we uh, nice. that we all see together. Mm-hmm. But I can kind of put in my two cents about what's out, what's new, and what I thought of it. Sure. I'm also able to uh, speak to it with some authority because I have a master's degree in wow. screenwriting. Wow, throwing yeah. that out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so job. so good thanks job. thanks yeah. feels good. Uh, paying for it doesn't feel good because. Uh, mm. <laughs> <laughs> Can't yeah. get paid better with a screenwriting <laughs> degree. But, uh, you know, it'll all come together. Yeah. yeah. Sammy, what have you been up to in uh, the last two and a half years? <laughs> Jesus. Um, 
I'm officially on a real summer break since getting out of school, since I am a, a teacher. So it's my first time not having to work over the summer. That's, that's, been, that's been really nice. That's Mr. Sammy to you. Yes, Mr. Sammy is what I go by. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, I've been doing a lot of reading and stuff. So, I mean, if you want to know some good books to read, you could ask me, but that's not really what we're doing in the podcast. So we don't have to talk about it. I mean, I've been reading a lot of Stephen King. When I see, watch, read the book, I watch the movie. So well, that's, that's good because now they're making all of his books. Movies. All of their, they're remaking them and all that good stuff. So did you ever see Pet Cemetery this year when it came out? I didn't see the new one. No, I've seen the old one. I liked it. It has a very different ending than the original movie in the book. Doesn't a different kid die too? Yeah, so in the origi- in the book and in the original movie, it's the it's the little boy that dies, and the like little sister. Yeah, it does not. But in the new twenty nineteen version, it's flipped, which I kind of liked because she's a little bit older, and so mm. she kind of has to deal like she knows what death is, uh, and so okay. she like is like, Dad, am I dead? And some it, it's it yeah <laughs> it's a different dynamic which I think played really well in the movie, but the movie just ended up being okay. In my opinion. Okay. But, uh, yeah. Then we got, like... It was no It. We got It Chapter 2 coming soon. Looks and very good. Dr. Sleep is coming. I'm so excited then, for Dr. I mean, Sleep. Ewan McGregor is one of my favorite actors. Yeah. So anything he, he does. So. We'll have to talk about that one. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, that's what I've been doing. All right. What about you, Raymond? Definitely not as exciting as either <laughs> of you two. Uh, <laughs> Mine was exciting? <laughs> I mean, you... You raised a professional level. Oh, okay, you're right. That you were in school, and now you are a teacher. Mm. <laughs> I have <laughs> and done And he that. was in school, and now he has a master's. <laughs> yes. Um, I was a dishwasher at a restaurant, and now I'm a cook at that restaurant. You have moved. That up. is an upgrade. That is an upgrade. You've always yes. wanted to cook. Yes, it is, it is definitely an upgrade, but professionally, it's not that much of a difference compared to YouTube. But yes, it is a nice personal achievement. <laughs> hey. I, I appreciate it. I like it. It's fun. I saw but, you made cinnamon rolls this morning, and that's more than I did this morning. Uh, so. It was a nightmare. Yes. I'll tell oh, you that okay. right now. <laughs> I saw that it took a lot longer than uh, you wanted to. Yeah, I started just doing a... to keep Because at work, I have to make the same kind of stuff all the time. So to keep things fun for me, I've started doing like a food blog on the internet. And if it takes off, maybe I'll plug it here or something. But uh, right now I only have a couple posts. But I was trying to do this... A certain version of cinnamon rolls. And... I misread the recipe for how big they were supposed to be, and I only figured that out four hours in when they were done. So they were supposed to be an inch and a half tall, and instead they were half an inch tall. So I wasted four hours. They're still good, but they're not right, so I have to scrap it and start all over. So it was a project. Okay. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, so what's the date today? It's July 20... Third, or fourth, 24th, fourth, fourth. so we're we're right in smack in the middle of summer here in Spokane, Washington. Way to date it. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I mean, we talked about two and a half years ago. We talked Kingsman. So uh, yeah, it's it's right in the smack dab middle of summer. It's mm-hmm. hot. There's lots of blockbusters that are out this year. So many. Yeah, and I haven't seen any of them. Yeah, what? But well, what? What you have seen? What is your favorite movie you've seen this year, Sammy? So far. Do you know the answer? Is, you give me a hint. Is it a Marvel movie? <laughs> oh, but then pro- probably, yeah. Did Endgame happen this year? Yeah. Oh, Endgame yeah. happened it's like probably... two months ago. Oh, April. Man. April. The okay. end of April. Yeah. What other movies ha- have happened this year? Uh, there was. That I've seen. Did you see Captain Marvel? No. <laughs> uh, did you see Us? No. <laughs> wow. See, I told you I haven't seen any so movies. So now this I is perfect because half the time TJ had seen 
the movies, and he's yeah. trying to get us to watch movies, but now Sammy literally has not seen, seen any, any movies. movies. Yes, we got a lot of movies that I can show you, because there's been some good movies this year. Nice. I yeah. have Captain Marvel sitting next to my TV, I just need to watch it. Okay. I mean, this... There's, there's that one. This upcoming weekend, uh, the new Quentin Tarantino, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, is coming out. I will definitely be seeing that. Mm-hmm. Look, that's probably one of them that I've been looking forward to the most this whole year. I am very excited for it. I have to try and find time to see it, because yeah. now my schedule means I'm working until 8 o'clock at night most days, so it's okay. like trying to schedule a time for yeah. me to see movies is tough. Absolutely. But I need to see it. Yeah. I well, need to. Well, what about you, Raymond? Is there a movie that you've seen this year that you would say is your favorite so far? It's so hard because I've forgotten how many movies have come out. Everything's a blur. But Everything's a blur. Yeah, see, Endgame same. was, like, like the pinnacle of everything I yeah. wanted, So, and I'm a giant nerd. So I think that that movie was, like, pretty critically, like, beloved. Like, it, it kind of hit everything you wanted it to right, hit. Right, especially when there was people I know who didn't particularly like... Infinity War. Infinity War. The way Infinity War was all is three hours of setup for a payoff after how many years, you know, so have and I think, game tick all of those boxes. And it, and it wraps everything up in such a satisfying mm-hmm. way while also remaining, like, an exciting blockbuster. It's right. a it's a over three-hour-long movie that is mostly conversations between two people. Right, which is what... And it's still interesting. Those, those are what makes a lot of those movies really good. It's just character interactions, exactly. not necessarily action pieces. Yeah. And, and I think that Endgame delivered on both fronts. You know, I'd say um, Godzilla 2 was pretty good for me. <laughs> yeah. But that's, I'm biased, so. I, I like, <laughs> Wait, I like. Raymond, do you like Godzilla? I'm wearing a, a Godzilla meme shirt right <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah. I liked King of the Monsters a lot. I mm. did not care for any of the human stuff. I liked the only two thirds of the human The same yeah, from the, the first one. Right? I think yeah, it's, on I a think, script level, it's much better than the, how they wrote the characters in the first one. But now it's just like specific characters are really stupid, and yeah. not just the entire human storyline. The whole thing to me was like I really loved the monster fights and the yes. designs and all that, and then the human stuff was just like, how can we take these eighty characters and get mm-hmm. them all in one place right. so that they can watch the monsters fight? And like Millie Bobby Brown, I think doesn't have a lot to do. I think she I th- did fine. The problem She's, is there is nothing for her to that's, do. That's the thing is like everybody in the, nobody in the movie is bad. No. They just don't have anything to do. Uh-huh. Especially. Other than um, like Kyle Chandler, but he's not doing he's, a lot. He's just playing Kyle Chandler. Right. And um, I think that Ken Watanabe had the best, right. but he got set up in the first Godzilla. So uh-huh. it was a character we already knew from the first one. Mm-hmm. And uh, what did Brian Cranston do? Uh, well, uh, he stayed dead. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. good. Uh, collected his him, paycheck. Bring him back? No. Oh, okay. uh, that being said, all the monster fights slapped, so I get, I forgave every problem I, I had with it. I already it on 4K. Yeah. I'm, I'm so ready. Yeah. And that means Godzilla and King Kong is, like, right around the corner then, right? Uh, next, next year. year. Yeah. I think they're done filming, so they're, it's going to come out next year. You're bringing back the people that were in the first King Kong? Well, on. the time no. doesn't work. Yeah. Oh, is it? Because King Kong's it's, 1970. Oh, is it present time? Yeah. I would oh, assume. Okay. Yeah, because yeah. the, the end credits of Godzilla 2 are like newspaper reels giving you information that T's upcoming things. Oh, okay. So that's part yeah. of this, like, Godzilla's heading to Monster Island or whatever they're calling it, you know? So. And Godzilla 2 is present time. Yes. Yes. Um, I will say that my favorite movie of last year entirely was a little uh, feel-good flick called uh, Hereditary. Oh, that was your favorite? I loved Hereditary. I loved it. I took my girlfriend and she hated it. Yeah. And, <laughs> and uh, 
I tell everybody, it is my favorite movie of the year. I recommend it to almost no one because it is not a feel-good movie. No. But it's like one uh, of the... You forced some college kids to watch that movie. I sure did. I taught a (laughs) film class at Eastern this past winter. And um, the last movie I showed, I was like, Hereditary, because I just wanted to make somebody watch it. Uh And uh, that was the only movie that I sat and watched with the class. And uh, ten minutes in, a girl full-on screamed at something creepy... And I thought, oh boy, here we go. <laughs> because the last 20 minutes of Hereditary is... It's awful. It's probably one of the scariest sequences I've ever seen in any movie ever. I cannot get the, the head-banging part the, the imagery, out, of, out of my head. The imagery in Hereditary is haunting, and it is burned into your brain forever. I literally think about it all the time. Yeah. Whenever it, it's like Whenever I'm even like, oh, me, my girlfriend and I are going to watch a horror movie, I'm mm-hmm. like... Well, it's not going to have, like, a woman upside down the ceiling in the corner for, like, five minutes doing nothing. <laughs> yeah. I, so Andy brought that over, and we watched it at my apartment mm-hmm. when, it, when it was out, because he's like, you got to see this. Uh-huh. And we saw it, and Kenzie and I were like, oh, it, wasn't, it wasn't as scary as we thought it was going to uh-huh. be. Everyone had left, and I don't know who left last. It didn't close the door all the way. <laughs> so we were like, oh, man, that wasn't that scary. And then the front door slowly creaks open, uh-huh. and we're like, nope, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> Terrifying. Most, never didn't sleep. infuriating thing is I went to work the next day, and there was some other guy from a different department came in. I'm, get, I'm serving him lunch, and we're talking about movies we've seen. I was like, oh, I just saw Hereditary. He's like, yeah, I saw that the other day. I was like, scary as fuck. And he went, yeah, it sucked. It wasn't good at all. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> a lot of people did not like that movie. It, no. it has a D cinema score because some people are like, this is the greatest movie I've ever seen. And other people, it's not If it's not your movie, it is not your movie. <laughs> and you I, find I out about to, 40 minutes in. There were so many people the, who were just like, yeah, it wasn't scary. I was like, I didn't think it was scary. I Like, it was intense and horrifying. Yes, but I, upsetting. I wasn't nece- yeah, upsetting. It's upsetting. It's like, I wasn't necessarily scared by anything. Yeah. But I was... I was like, I don't want to see whatever is coming next. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to, I, I don't know if I could get myself to watch it again, but I do want to watch it again knowing the ending uh-huh. and then seeing all the reference. Because I know you were, as we were watching it, like pointing out things that you didn't I've, notice watching. I've rewatched it a ton because I love showing it to new people, but every time I watch it, it's like I find something new mm-hmm. and little things There's that are. There's a lot of background stuff. And a lot mm-hmm. of stuff like plays differently when you know how the movie ends. Uh huh. And um, Hereditary was the feature film, or the first feature, mm-hmm. of writer-director Ari Aster. Mm-hmm. And who, basically, he released Hereditary, it premiered at last year's Sundance, and caught like all this massive buzz, and then mm-hmm. the movie was picked up by A24 and came out in June. And apparently the day after it premiered in the U.S., Ari Aster was over in Europe filming his next feature, oh, wow. which I also saw last week uh-huh. uh, called Midsummer, which is now... Which I had no idea that that was how it was said, because you were always saying Midsummer to me. It's said both ways in the movie. Oh, uh, okay. And I've heard it pronounced... But I just recently way. heard that it was Midsummer. Midsummer. Like, oh, interesting. And um, I will say it is probably my favorite movie of the year so far. Uh-huh. It is... Uh, again, not a fun film to watch. No, I've heard it is, <laughs> deep, is even more deeply upsetting. A lot of people find it more upsetting uh-huh. than Hereditary. I don't. And I think I personally like Hereditary more. Mm-hmm. But this is what I will say about Midsummer. I feel way more comfortable recommending Midsummer to someone than I do Hereditary. Mm-hmm. Because Midsummer starts out in a dark place. Mm-hmm. And 
continues in that dark place. Hereditary starts out in a dark place, and then about 45 minutes in goes to an even deeper, darker place <laughs> yes. and starts taking turns oh, every yes. way that you are not expecting from the get-go. No. Midsummer like, lays out what the fuck is going to happen, and then you just have to sit and watch what the fuck is going to happen. And it is dark, and it is graphic, and it is really funny. <laughs> That's what I've heard, is there's a lot of humor to yeah. it as well. And uh, it definitely makes me a little less excited to go to Europe in September. <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> But just don't go to any festivals. I think I may make you guys watch Midsummer when it comes out. I, and I wanted to see it. I just get to see like one movie a month at this point yeah. in the theater, so I just haven't had the time. Because I would love to discuss that movie to death, please. So right. that—that's what I watched. Um, I only watch those movies when you make me watch them. So yeah, that's the only reason I wanted when, with Hereditary. I was like, I don't want to watch this again myself. I never will. But yeah. If, if someone comes over and we're looking for a movie, like, hey, have you seen sure. Hereditary? Yes. yes. So I'm sure it's going it to be the like, same way for me. And like Babadook, when you, yeah. we watched that together. Yeah. That's the only time I watched those movies. And when I, when I played this for my class, I don't think I've ever had so much fun watching a group of people just squirm in their seats. Because nobody... I asked everybody on the first day movies they didn't like. And I think 75% of my class said any horror movie because I don't like being scared. And I went, well, I know what the last movie we're going to watch is. <laughs> I made them watch Hereditary. And a lot of them were very scared, but a lot of them really liked it. So so what you're saying is you really missed the podcast because you started torturing people instead. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Torture's great. You needed... I need to come back so you could show us movies instead of poor college kids. Exactly. (laughs) Precisely. All right. So, uh, I mean, that's kind of going to be the format of things going forward is we're going to talk about things we watched and then we'll get into our main review for the day. Do you guys have anything else that you want to talk about? Just set up as for future episodes. I feel like, like you said, it's going to be a lot more of you talking about movies you saw in theaters, but the movies that we're going to be discussing are going to be more of like actually movies discussion, actual, mm-hmm. actual movies that we have already seen and want someone else to see or, or watched like together, movie, right. watched together. Like, I feel like it it's going to be still that you haven't seen a lot of things that Andy and I have seen. So we can right. still recommend you. And it's an excuse for us yes. to tell yes. other people about those right. things as well. But I just, cause the, what the, the, the podcast was, it seemed like, a lot more of the times is us going to the theater and seeing a new That's movie. That's what it became. Yeah. It became that, and I'm just that. I don't think it'll be that as much. Yeah. No. Now that was a lot and to coordinate all of us going to the movies uh-huh. at the same time. Yeah. With and our schedules. It would be so much harder now. I can yeah. tell you that already. Yes, right. <laughs> From our experience trying to see John Wick three together. Oh. oh we oh. just talked about John Wick three. <laughs> we we talked about. Did we get to talk about John Wick 2? Yeah. Did we ever do that? Because yeah, that's did. when TJ lost. Well, I think cor- we still recorded it though. I think we? we did on a yeah. snowball. Yeah, I think we're pretty sure we still. But there was a whole new John Wick movie that came out in in our absence. It's beautiful. It's great. It's awesome. It's amazing. It's everything you want John Wick three to be. TJ was in a different theater, but it was great. (laughs) (laughs) We, for the first time in like a year and a half, we were going to go see a movie. All four of us, just the boys, just Just a boys night, night. going to see some John Wick, and we were so excited. And we bought all of our tickets, and I was, we were like, should we, should we text TJ? He doesn't respond very often and he's a busy man and maybe he won't make it and we were like but yeah you know for old time's sake let's let's talk to tj and he was like oh absolutely i'm there tell me when to buy a ticket and i did and raymond was skeptical and raymond was skeptical (laughs) and i was like i don't know guys he said he bought a ticket and he did buy a ticket and then (laughs) 
we're on our way to the theater, and he, he said, texted I, him, and he was, said he was already there. And we were like, uh, what's, what do you mean? He's like, well, I'm already here. The, the movie starts at 7. And I said, the movie starts at 7.30. He was like, oh, you bought a ticket to the 7, right? I said, well, no, if you look at the several text messages that I sent you, it <laughs> says that I bought one for 7.30. And he said, oh. So he was in the 7 o'clock one, Dolby. He got to see it in Dolby. He got to see it in Dolby. And uh, so we saw the movie in separate theaters, and then he waited and came and saw us afterwards, which was nice. <laughs> so he was there in spirit. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. A beautiful film. Oh, awesome. great. Awesome. And uh, John Wick 4 is obviously happening now, and I'm and more I'm... more excited for that than I could be after John Wick 2. I'm so. just really yes. excited to rewatch that knife scene over and over mm. again. The first 20 minutes of John Wick 3 is worth everything I paid in it. Yeah. You know, everything oh, yeah. you would need. Yeah. The rest of the movie is just... It's just... Icing on the cake. Yeah. Right after that. The yeah. ending is great. Yes. The ending in the in the Continental is mm-hmm. fantastic. Yes. But those first 20 minutes, just perfect. Yeah. So good. So good. <laughs> so good. So <laughs> good. I mean, can we say more? <laughs> uh, we love our John Wick. Love our John Wick. We will definitely be talking about it as the new one comes out. I don't know when it's coming out, like two years or something like that. I, I mean, that's, that's an old production cycle. Yeah. So, something like this. For some reason, I thought it said 2020. Maybe it said 2020. No, definitely not 2020. I think it's 2021. Then. Yeah, probably. Good. All right. Well, but uh, I guess the, the movie we're kicking off with is uh, Drew Goddard's Bad Times at the El Royale, when we actually watched together a couple months ago. With, right. With TJ. With no, TJ. TJ was there. We really didn't have a chance to talk about it, though, other than Oh, yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah, and I <laughs> yeah. think that after getting together and watching a movie together for the first time in a long time, we wanted to have boys' night again. Yes. Yep. And uh, we got together and we watched a movie, and I think it all, all of us were kind of like, man, I wish we still did the podcast so we could uh-huh. talk about, talk about movie. it. Right. Um, and so then a couple months later, we were like, well, why don't we? And the answer was because we thought we didn't have a functioning mic. But uh, <laughs> we figured it out. We have a functioning mic now. And uh, we're going to talk about Bad Times at the El Royale, because it didn't get a lot of love when it came out last, last fall. No. I, remember, I remember seeing the trailers for it and being like, I want to see this movie. Oh, it yeah. It's really cool. I didn't, even, I didn't see a trailer. I didn't hear anything about it. It Which wasn't until I... I imagine is the perfect way to see this movie. Well, that's, that's what I heard is from uh, Devinger, from the Slash Film cast, said he had picked up a bunch of 4Ks at a blind buy, and he was just they were talking about things they had bought, and he went, look, I bought Bad Times at the El Royale on 4K, and it is worth buying without ever seeing it's so fun it's, it's so blind. good yeah and i literally was at walmart a week later and they had a whole rack of like brand new 4ks i was like i've got money i'll just so i just <laughs> bought i bought like five or six movies i knew were good transfers and i saw bad times I'm like yep i'm pulling that one <laughs> so when we watched it together i hadn't seen it yet yeah i had just bought it because someone else had recommended it and i was like let's this cast is looking real good, and I like Cabin in the Woods and everything Drew Goddard's done. So That's what I was going to ask. Let's what, do else, it. what else has he done? A uh, ton. Uh, he's a TV writer who started with Joss Whedon for Buffy, uh-huh. which Joss Whedon also nice. has a co-writing credit on um, Cabin in the Woods. He also wrote for Lost? Lost and Alias. Yep. And he also um, did the ad- written adaptation for The Martian. Mm-hmm. And he did. He was the showrunner and the writer and director of the first season ish of Daredevil. Hmm. And his uh, his show, The Good Place, is probably one of my favorite shows he, on television. Is he doing? I mean, he's not he's the, the showrunner. Show he's not the showrunner. He created it though. You sure about that? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Because I'm pretty sure that's Dan Gore. I'm pretty and sure Michael Shore. Oh, no, we'll look it up go. right now. 
I know he yeah, has something to do with it. Maybe he's just a producer. I think I think he's a producer. Well, now it makes sense that Chris Hemsworth is in it because he was in Cabin in the Woods. Yes. So, yeah. yeah. And Chris Hemsworth wants to do things that aren't superhero movies. Right. <laughs> Which I was reading after I finished the movie last night. I read some IMDb stuff on it because I hadn't done that the first time. And I guess he filmed this right after he filmed Infinity War. And he had to yeah. drop, I think, 30 pounds in muscle mass for this movie to not look... <laughs> Crazy Thor? Right. <laughs> Drew Goddard is executive producer. That's what I thought. Okay, cool. Yes. Which also makes sense because that's also extremely meta. Yes. It's meta and very good. Yeah. Which seems to be Drew Goddard's forte is extremely meta. Yes. Yeah. So uh, we just kind of go down the line. What What did you think, Sammy? Um, it wasn't what I was expecting, but because I actually did see the trailers, I was like, oh, I didn't even know what... what I wasn't sure what it was going to be, but... I was very surprised what it ended up being, mm-hmm. how it was filmed, how it showed like the timeline, the order of things. I thought was really interesting. It did remind me a lot of a Tarantino movie in the way that things were set up, mm-hmm. like chapters and it kind Vignettes. of the, yeah, the, like the character interactions and stuff like that. Playing but, with the t- uh, with the time. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You yeah. see things from different perspectives right. and yeah, like Pulp, Pulp Fiction. Exactly. Where, yeah. So I and I really really liked it, and I like because we I watched it again before we recorded this right now. Um, and I, I liked watching it again. I, I need to show it to Kenzie because Kenzie loves Chris Hemsworth and his shirts off a lot. So she I, needs yeah, to see it. Yeah, if it's not it. off, it's open. So <laughs> yeah, it's it's yeah. perfect for her. Yeah. <laughs> I will say, as we've always been on this podcast, if you haven't seen the movie, don't listen to this podcast because no. we're going to spoil I mean, there's it. There's no good way yes. to talk about it otherwise. Exactly. And especially this movie. Like, if we're saying, yes, go watch it. So if you haven't seen it, stop it. Stop oh, yeah, so, yeah. and go watch. Yeah, and then come back see. and listen because right. this movie is best experienced if you don't. If you're not spoiled. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, John Hamm's great. Mm-hmm. Love John Hamm. He's uh, so fun in this movie. Yes. And Jeff Bridges is great. Yeah. I felt even sadder for his character the second time around mm-hmm. with his like memory stuff. Uh-huh. It's mm-hmm. so sad. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I really liked it. Yeah. I absolutely loved it. It's a movie that is right up my alley in just straight genre work. Mm-hmm. And it's watching it last night the first 20 minutes it hit me where i'm like oh this is like the the plot of an early 90s tarantino movie like reservoir dogs or pulp fiction or whatever with the visual and audio aesthetic of edgar wright Mm -hmm. i would feel is a really good combo of those two things and it's you know it's got an awesome 60s r&b inspired soundtrack for a lot of it although there's some other stuff in there as well but there's that. The visuals are amazing. Everyone's giving such a like a fun performance. Even Jeff everybody Bridges, in this movie is having so, a blast. Like Jeff Bridges' character is so sad, but also he gets to do a lot of fun stuff. I mean, yeah. he's yeah. he's an ex-con with Alzheimer's who's pretending to be a priest. It's yes. like, <laughs> however many different layers you can have of that is so fun in so many different ways. But yeah, it's I loved it. It's absolutely one of my one of my favorite like, B-movies to come out in the last handful of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think one of my favorite things about this movie is that it's very smart in the way it knows what the audience is expecting from it. Because mm-hmm. it uses a lot of those tropes to set it up. You know, it is a genre movie. It's right. kind of, from the first ten minutes, you're the first shot of the movie is that static in the 
you know, still shot of uh, Nick Offerman in the oh, room. Yeah. It almost looks like a play. Yeah, mm. and, and it kind of plays out like that. And so it's like, it's your mystery. It's your very genre. It's very Tarantino. It's very Coen Brothers. Yes. And too. then by using those things, it becomes its own thing because it knows what you're expecting and then flips on flips it's on its Right, head. that's the the trailer kind of, that I'm, that I'm thinking about because the, the trailer would sh- show like the different rooms where mm-hmm. they could see. It almost set it up as like a horror movie. Yeah, the trailers did, and, which it's uh, not at all. No, no. and and I think uh, that it is a really interesting. Um, there's a lot of interesting metaphors at work in this movie mm-hmm. that are really interesting, and I also think that there's not one big spoiler for the movie. It's a bunch of little things because the movie is very very particular at what it tells you at certain times, uh-huh. so it can slowly peel back the layers. Unravel, yeah. Like I, I didn't catch the. I caught it the second time, but you pointed out when we were watching the first time the the news talking about the the murder oh, on yeah. the TV, and then when it like connected to the oh, yeah, character yeah. later, you were like, "Oh, it's from the TV." I, I didn't catch that oh. the first time, though, <laughs> which De- I thought was good. Uh-huh. I can definitely feel that Drew Goddard was a writer for Lost because you can tell it's like just the reveal of um, Dakota Johnson's character yeah. having her sister, but it introduces us to her looking like, like, it's, opposite, a, like right? it's a kidnapping. Mm-hmm. And so it, it presents all these mysteries, and then the fun part is finding out, whereas the movie could have just been like, this is her sister, mm-hmm. and that would have been the end of it. Drew Goddard finds like the juiciest way to drag all the dramatic tension out of regular storytelling. I mean, it's not until maybe 30... 35 minutes in yeah. until you get like the switch of oh she's not i mean she's kidnapping her sister but it's not it's not, what not you the think. bad guy in this exactly yes. and i think that you know it kind of does exactly what you want the movie to do it brings all these interesting characters presents all these mysteries you don't mm-hmm. know every character you feel like you know and then it presents you with some sort of mystery and you're like uh-huh. oh i don't know this character at all puts them all together in one boiling pot uh-huh. and then turns up the heat so I think it, it it's exactly what you want from a movie like this, mm-hmm. and I think it does it in such an interesting and fresh way mm-hmm. that it's extremely, extremely entertaining oh, and fun absolutely. to watch. Uh, and like you said, everybody in this movie is having an absolute blast. Mm-hmm. John Hamm, I think, is... His character is so funny because he's playing an undercover FBI agent mm-hmm. by masquerading as, like, the most bombastic person in the room that you'll never forget. Everyone, like, everyone hates him immediately. Exactly. He's got the funniest accent that you're never going to forget. The amount of times he says Coutremont is so good. But he's the one that's trying to, he's the one that's undercover, so Uh he's trying to hide the most out of anyone. Mm -hmm. Is amazing. Um, The, I cannot remember the name of the actress, uh, but the main actress in this movie who sings. Cynthia Yes. Or something like yes. that. Mm-hmm. She's incredible because not only is she an amazing actress in mm-hmm. this movie, she also sings a cappella uh-huh. for a lot of it. Like just her no instrumental. Oh, the majority of the movie. And yes. she's incredible. I guess she was a Broadway actress. That makes sense. And then um, on, the, on the soundtrack, it is also, she is credited as the singer when they yeah. do the songs on the soundtrack. Yes. Cool. It, she is just mm-hmm. absolutely there incredible. Are two different scenes where it's a good like. 10 minute scene of her just singing where she's singing time. and there's stuff happening and it's that long take of him like going in between and she's just sitting there just singing her heart that out that is it's, one of yeah. the best scenes in the movie it's I think insane. it's just like John Hamm slowly revealing that he can see inside of everyone's room while he is just eerily mm-hmm. listening to her singing uh-huh. yeah. and then the shut off part it's uh-huh. just like so abrupt and they do that and twice they too. do it twice and then yeah, yeah when she sings the second time and he's uh-huh. trying to time the hammer strikes with uh-huh. her claps mm-hmm. that's mm. so stressful <laughs> uh, 
it, she was also in Widows. Did you guys oh, end up I seeing Widows? I wanted to see that so bad. I I don't have a, I've heard of that one. I may make you guys watch Widows because that was another one of my favorites of last year. Oh. And it got no love when, so at award season. It won like nothing. And it was definitely, I think, one of my favorite I think movies. I saw the clip um, of the guy from Get Out in the gym. I won't say what happened. Oh, yeah. I did see that clip. That's another one that I implore you to know nothing about before we watch it. Yeah. So. I, I know the first... Like, the, I know the setup, because I saw the trailer in theaters, so I didn't avoid it. But mm-hmm. I don't know what actually happens in the movie. Right. Because I yeah. know yeah, that's I the beginning of it. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what actually happens. That's but she's also amazing in that movie. I think Dakota Johnson is really good in this movie. I think the movie has the female characters stand up to the male characters mm-hmm. just as well. And they're just as interesting. And she doesn't have a lot of dialogue in this movie which is a little unfortunate i think but she's doing so much work just by like her reactions and the way she's look like there's so mm-hmm. much conveyed in all the different looks she gives her sister over the movie mm-hmm. yeah. that it's telling its own story oh, yeah. I, I love the part where she has miles tied up and mm-hmm. he's like i don't even know your guys' names and then she's rose is like my name's rose and like the realization yeah, uh-huh. in their faces like well now you know our names yeah <laughs> right and um and like Chris Hemsworth in this movie, like I, I've heard that it would be it would be so awesome if they didn't reveal that Chris Hemsworth was in this movie because right. he has such an awesome reveal in the movie, like with the rain and like the build up to who he is. Like yeah. if they didn't market him at all and it was a surprise that right. Chris it Hemsworth, it would have been an awesome. It would have been insane. But I mean, you have Chris, Chris Hemsworth There's only in so your much movie. You, yeah, with Marvel you movies got, coming and out, not, you got to market that. You're yeah. expecting the studio to not promote that exactly yeah so um but yeah so good so good and i think uh the whole cult drew goddard said that he wrote this immediately after the 2016 election as a response to trump winning the presidency and i didn't when we watched it the first time i didn't know that but I, i had read that and watching it the second time through that lens it was kind of like Oh, yeah, I can totally see this with his whole speech about, like, don't play by the rules uh-huh. and how easy mm-hmm. he's able to make these people make come on to it, bring them onto a side, and honestly, in a pretty convincing way. Like, mm-hmm. you're watching it, and you're kind of like, yeah, he has a point, and you can see why these people believe him. Right. And then he's able to manipulate them and use right. that It's very much like power. Charles Manson as well. Exactly. Which fits with the time frame. So that goes exactly. to what I was thinking while watching it. Like, is is this kind of where the cult kind of part of it doesn't come in until the end? Do we think that that's what, how Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is going to be? Because I feel like it's all about Leonardo DiCaprio I think that's I think it's just because And then the cult thing will come in at the last... I, that's watching I, this movie and, like, how it has the Tarantino, like, timeline and stuff. Yeah. I was, like, thinking about Tarantino. I was like, is this how they're going to play Hollywood? Because Hollywood has Manson in it. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't think it's going to be a major. Like I think. It's I don't think be a it's going to point, but I don't think it's the main focus of the movie. I think mainly what he said is like you know everybody knows that that event is going to happen, yeah. and everything is leading towards that event. But mm-hmm. it's everything that happens before that's important to the movie. Okay, we'll see. You yeah. never yeah. know with Tarantino. <laughs> All I know he's is another that... one that knows exactly what you're right. thinking, and will bump turn it on its head. Yeah. All, All I know is that when they announced that that's what the plot was going to entail for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the sister of Sharon Tate, who is still living, was like, I don't want that, you know, I don't yeah. want... And he met and then, with her. Yeah, he, he talked to her, and then she came out and was like, he told me what happens in the movie, and I think it's okay. Yeah. So it's like, it's not going to be like... It's got the family blessing. Bastards, 
like ending or anything like that. I don't think. Which apparently Tarantino, when he was writing *Glorious Bastards*, it was four in the morning, and he was like trying to figure out how the hell he gets him out of this situation while remaining uh-huh. true to history. And then at four in the morning, he just went, "Just fucking kill him." And he wrote, he wrote it on a post-it note, and he went to bed. And then when he woke up, he was like, "That's the best idea I've ever had in my entire life." And so he was like, "Fuck it, just do it." And uh-huh. that is an amazing ending to it's that so movie. It's so fun. Yeah. Well, I, I also like the screenplay for Django where the ending is the oh, horse crossed dance, out. The, the horse dances for 15 minutes or whatever the oh, ending. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 10 minutes. Crossed out. Five. Yeah. <laughs> so good. So good. Um, so maybe I'm just, I'm not a history buff like TJ is, um, but... Oh, yeah, we don't have our history major history here to, guy. So <laughs> to yell at are us. Are we supposed to know who's on that film? I, I no, have a pretty I, good idea. I think it's supposed we're supposed to believe that it's one of the Kennedys doing something. Okay, that's my yeah, guess. I think it's supposed that to be was... like Bobby Kennedy because he was a senator. Yeah. Okay. And I, they say something about a senator. So right. it, it's it's very much I think it's implied it's that or someone analogous mm-hmm. to okay. that. That's why I was like I was like, am I just not good enough in my history to know who that's I think supposed it's to like, be? Like at this point in time in the movie, I think JFK is already dead. Mm-hmm. But then Bobby Kennedy gets assassinated not too long later. Yeah. Okay. So that would make sense. Maybe in between. And that's why I think I saw an IMDb last night that people were speculating that's what it is, but there's no con- confirmation. Right, okay. It, it leaves it up that, to the it's imagination. Analogous to, yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, they're just kind of a hotel that gets blackmail on everybody. Uh-huh. And I think that's why John Hamm was sent there to, he was sent there to find the Kennedy tape pretty uh-huh. much. And destroy it. So. And then he decided to be a good guy. Yeah. He well, and the other thing about that is, like, I think it's so interesting that John Hamm goes out so quickly and in the way he does that it's kind of like, John Hamm was one of the bigger names in the movie right. and he's gone so nobody's safe at this uh-huh. point and anybody can just go yeah, like that. he's the first one to go. Yeah. Well then, uh, no, I'm forgetting her real name, but Emily, the girl from... Fifty Shades. Oh, Dakota, Dakota Johnson. Well, she makes it like the end of the movie, but she still dies. I didn't she think still that dies, she yeah. was going to die either, but they just he just shoots her, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, all right. Yeah, ruthless. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, and then the other reveal that I absolutely love that is just like amazing is when she's like, how many people have you killed? Yeah. And he's like, 200. He's like 100 and something. Or what? Yeah, 126. Then it like cuts, and you're like, what? What? <laughs> Excuse <laughs> what? me? Yeah. Which is also oh. such a, it's such a great reveal because the whole time they're all, like the whole movie they're shitting on him for being like a heroin addicted, yeah. like piece of shit. And you back. think all the like, bad stuff he's talking about is just the hotel yeah. stuff, but right. it's actually. Confusing. No, it's like, no, he's got severe PTSD from yeah. Vietnam. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh. And has oh. he, has he been in anything else? I didn't, he's, I didn't recognize him for anything. Uh, he has a very famous father. Oh, does he? Yeah, Bill Pullman is his dad. Oh, really? And if oh. you look, if you he doesn't look, use that last name, I don't. Yeah, think. and if you look at him, you're like, oh shit, yes, he is Bill Pullman. <laughs> he sense. looks just like him. What uh, about uh, the girl that plays Rose? Is she? I don't. I didn't recognize her from anything. Yeah, I don't remember if she's in anything else. But uh, they're also good in it. So I was like, have they yeah. been in anything else? Uh, Drew Goddard was scheduled to do uh, the X Force movie, mm. but now that Disney's bought Fox, mm. I'm not confident they're going to do an X Force movie. Uh, I think they want to do more Deadpool, but I don't think that they're going to do an X-Force. But I would love to see Drew Goddard do an X-Men X-Force movie. Yes. Yeah. It'd they, be amazing. They did, they did announce that there is going to be an X-Men movie, right? In, no. At Comic-Con? There was no they, com- the, no. He teased it. There's no confirmation. Oh, I thought there was a... That's probably going to be at the Disney conference. That's this next... D23. Oh, yeah. okay. Um, they're probably saving the good stuff Yeah. that. Uh, yeah, I, and I would say we're still a long way off from mm-hmm. a, a new X-Men movie. Uh, we may get New Mutants 
Maybe. That might be streaming. streaming. Yeah. Might, yeah, Disney right, Plus probably. I think that movie's been shelved for like, what, three years now? It, uh, it was supposed to come out two years ago, I think. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing the trailer one year and then seeing a movie the next year and saw the trailer again. I was like, yeah. what? What? <laughs> yeah. And then it still has not come out. Yeah. I feel so bad for everyone who was in that. Right. Because originally it looks so cool. X-Men horror movie, basically. Yeah. And I think the problem was is they were they liked it, but they needed to do some reshoots, like a lot of movies do. Mm-hmm. And then they got caught up in the Disney acquisition. And they, right. and now it's been too long. And Those people are all so much older. And Fox kind of said, well, we don't want to pay for the reshoots if we're just going to get bought by Disney. Let right. Disney do it. And then Disney bought them and was like, well, we just want the properties to put in the MCU, <laughs> so why would we pay for reshoots on this movie? So, mm-hmm. yeah. Interesting. Interesting yeah. stuff. So, uh, anything else about... Well, I just want to talk about Comic-Con. We don't have to do that on no. this episode. No. <laughs> uh, I'm excited for whatever Drew Goddard does next. Yeah. And it's a shame. I, he, I looked through he, his, said, he hasn't said anything. I doing. No. I looked through his his projected stuff on IMDb last night. Like, I keep yeah. mentioning. And there's so many projects that he has, like, been attached to. And I think it's pretty common in Hollywood. He then gets dropped out of or he mm-hmm. stops to do something else. But... The, he Cabin in the Woods, he did years before it came out, and they shelved it because they didn't think it was going to be very popular. And then Avengers 1 came out, and they're like, oh, shit, we got to put this out now. That right. Chris Hemsworth was a star. And the yeah. movie's so good. Right. And that, it took, it's movie. so, it's the so first, weird. The first thing he put out by himself that's his own original work takes years to get to the screen. And then years later, we get his second work, which he wrote, directed, and produced this movie. Yeah. Everything else he's done between these two has been an adaptation of like someone else's work or TV Mm -hmm. or something like that. So whatever he does next, I hope it's less than like four years away. So it's so cool. Is it well, well received? Yeah. Like this movie got good reviews. It came out at a bad time because I think it came out the same weekend as Venom. And Which that, I, I enjoyed Venom, but I would have liked watching this more. Yeah, <laughs> I think I enjoyed for completely different theaters. Venom so. was such a oh my god, you need to go see this crazy. It's so bad, it's good. Yes. Sort of like it's a movie that should have come out in 1999. That's coming out it in feels 2018 like it be after Spider Man Two. And so that was kind of like you need to go see this because I can't believe it's a- uh-huh. it actually exists. Whereas this was like you need to go see it because it's good. Mm-hmm. And I think it got overshadowed by the Venomness of yeah. of that weekend. And then it just kind of. Fe- October is a hard time of year because you get a lot of like the Oscar contenders right. and so like the award it, season starts rolling out mm-hmm. and you so and then you, you might have a Marvel movie or a Star Wars or at this point yes that's what you're getting is like a Disney movie a Marvel movie yeah. a Star Wars all in towards the end of the year so I think it just kind of got buried and it came out at a bad time mm-hmm. and if it would have come out in like late August or something I think it might have had a better chance Trail but the summer yeah. But unfortunately, it is a, it is a. It's a cult classic. I think now. it's a cult classic. So hopefully, it becomes into yeah. that, it comes into that status. Yeah. So if you watched it because of us, uh, that's all I want to take away from yeah, this. Yeah, definitely. See, I feel like oh, most people that watch it. Will well, hopefully like, will they like have it. before I they feel listen. Like, <laughs> yeah. Right. Most people <laughs> will like it when they see it. I just mm-hmm. yes, when I, I watch so. it, I'm like, man, I just want to show this to everybody because mm-hmm. it's just yeah. such a cool movie. Exactly. Yeah. So. All right. Well, I think uh, that's about that's about it for today. We're back. Uh, we're back. Well, hopefully, we'll be uh, back to a weekly schedule here pretty soon. We might log a couple episodes, so yes, it uh, it may be taking place on the same day for a while before we get to some newer newer events. Mm-hmm. But uh, we're back and hopefully not going anywhere. And uh, if we're just talking to nobody, 
hey, at least I get to hang it's out with my fun. friends. Yeah, right. yeah. It gives me an excuse to see you guys. Yeah, boys' night. A sweet boys' oh. night. <laughs> we have to be we have to be inches yeah. away towards the mic, so we yeah. just have to lean over and kiss each other. Real quick, All right. So, so uh, yeah, <laughs> we will. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. Uh, I think we may be talking about. Don't say it, because then we we don't That's know. That's true. We don't know. <laughs> maybe something. We're wow. <laughs> Yeah, prepare for maybe something. It'll be a movie that one of us hasn't seen yet. All right. Next week, we're going to be talking about a movie. So we'll see you then. Uh, bye. Bye.